A lot of the teams you play score very quickly, and, uh, and you guys run the ball well, so you, you hold it a little longer. Given that um, your defense isn't on the field all the time, all that much, could you afford to have your fastest guys on your defense play on your all your coverage teams and special teams? A lot of them do, and if they're not on the if they're not on the first team, a lot of them are on their second team. I I told Clint after throwing up this past weekend, you know, that all hands are on deck, put whoever you want out there. You know, so he knows he's got a free reign to put whoever out there. He doesn't have to ask for my permission. You know, whoever he wants out there, he thinks gives him the best chance because I saw enough of that myself too. We're on the same page there, Tom. I think a couple of you guys said starters are only allowed to be on two special teams units. Is that off the table too now? All hands on deck. It's a let's let's not just blame it on the players, you know, because the easiest thing to do is just take the players and throw them under the bus and say, yeah, it's all their fault. Yeah, we put them right in the right spot. They just didn't make a play. Now, to be honest with you. There, there are times you just, you know, you got four guys there, you got one guy. You, 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 there are times there you just have to go make the play, okay? But that, and there's, but there's leverage issues. There's a number of other things that come into play, and there's, there's always, there's always things schematically that you could try to put people in a better position to make a play. So it's a combination of the two. But on special teams, very often it comes down to a, just a guy making a play. You know, you're there. The field. You're covering the whole field. You're there, and and we go ahead and you know you have to make one, whether it's a kickoff return or a punt return or whatever it ends up being. You know, sometimes you know it's one on one. You beat a block, and now you have to go make the play. Special teams were the area where a rebuilding team could improve the quickest. Is it also the area where? Maybe a team can get exposed athletically. You're not at the same levels. Well, probably one of the things that came into play the most is we've been very inconsistent at the specialist position to start off with. And, you know, a lot of times special teams get noticed more when you're not getting a lot of production out of the specialists. For, for example, on kickoff return, how many, how many games have we gone to where every, every kick they kick is a touchback? Well, you don't have to worry about your kickoff return. You don't have to worry about your kickoff coverage, Dad. You and I could go run down there. Because if the ball is going to be kicked out of the end zone and it's a touchback, then you don't get exposed to that situation. So that's it starts with the specialists and it goes from there, and they all, they all come into play. Maybe not you and I, Austin. We might have better give a better example than that. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> What's the status of your quarterbacks? We're going to start Cummings. And so you'll take the infamous or will be off when you get your, you know, your list right there. I'm just trying to keep you guys from all from tweeting the whole time. You know, because if, if I go, you're probably tweeting right now, right, Kirby? You're already on it? Yeah, I've kind of figured it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just figured I'd, ra I'd rather you hear from me, you know, you hear from me than read it on a piece of paper and then, you're putting it out there. We're going to start Michael, you know, uh, um, and we'll see how it goes. You know, um, I'm not listening as or. They've both been told that. They they both know that Michael's starting, and we'll see where it goes. But I think that at this point, when you're one in, when you're one and six, and things haven't gone real well, 
I think you owe it to your team to see what you got. So. The game wasn't too big for him down in Oklahoma. Now, of course, just, you know, I didn't throw it out, throw the playbook at him. And, you know, everyone says, well, why don't you do more? Why don't you do more? Well, I don't want to get the kid killed either. I mean, this anytime you start with an inexperienced quarterback, it's probably a good idea to ch kind of protect him some. You know, but uh, we'll do a little bit more with him this week than we did last week, obviously. You know, it, you know, when you score seven points, that's not, not good enough no matter who you're playing. So you got to give your team a chance to score more points than that. But at the same time, they're, they're averaging 44 points a game. So the last thing I want to do is have our defense go three and out 100 times and have our defense on the field all game. We still have some packages for Dan, like we saw last week. Or we'll, he'll, we'll, he'll know from the from the calls we have that we've already devised for. Right now, we got first and second down now. So he he'll know today. Like if you're in the game, here's the plays that we'll call. He he'll know those today. And then Mike will know. You know, basically these are the plays that you're that that we would call for you. And some of those are the same plays. There are some of them that are the same, but then there's some of them that are, you know, the foundation of the of the call sheet though has to start with the guy you're playing. You don't start it with the with the second guy. You start with the first guy, but you make sure you have you know ammo in there, so when you, when you're playing the other guy, they're set and ready to go, and we do a fairly good job, you know, between me and Ron, you know, of making sure they're up to speed and. There's no, there's no, you know, hidden agendas or anything like that. Will Dane still be one of the captains? Pardon me? Will Dane still be he's one of the He's a captain. There's, those captains have been voted by the team. The captains are the captains. They don't change. You said a lot during the preseason and offseason that, you know, it would be a really cool thing if Dane had a, a good year as much for, you know, you guys and your chance to win as for him. Are, are you able to pinpoint why it hasn't? worked out for him? Well, I mean, the season's not over yet, but I think that right now, you know, he's disappointed, I'm disappointed, we're disappointed. Okay, but at the, really, I'm the head coach of Kansas. And my job, you know, in, it, my job is to make sure that I put our football team in, a, in, a, in an upward spiral, not a downward spiral. And if you, if status quo, if status quo doesn't show any improvement, then you, you have to find some way to make improvements. And this is one of the ways. Hey, at left guard, uh, when you get the she your sheet, you're going to see Zlatnik or Damon Martin. Not Zlatnik and Damon Martin. Because if you want based off the game the other day, you might play Damon Martin first. Okay, you're going to see Chris Amici as the first Z. Okay, because based on how he played the other day, now granted we didn't throw it to him a whole bunch. But based how he played the other day, he deserves to be the first Z. So, I mean, I think that our coaching staff doesn't sit still and just sit there and play people because they're entitled. I think we try our best to put you know, our team in the best position to win. Seven games into the season, you don't have a uh, wide receiver touchdown. Is that an accurate reflection of the only wide receiver? You could say it's a reflection of the passing game, of which the wide receivers certainly are a major component of. You know, uh, there's been times they've been open that we've missed them. 
There's times that they've been open to it, but they've dropped the ball. You know, so I mean, there's you know, the, there's been opportunities, there's been opportunities for touchdowns to be had that you know that haven't that haven't taken place. But let's not just hang the. Once again, you know, you know, I'm not throw under the bus guy. That's the last thing. You know, are they a part of the problem? Yes. Okay, but they don't stand alone. What's Damon's status this week? Um, he's still in that, you know, questionable range. So until he's out of questionable range, I'm going to list him as if he's not playing. And the only way he'll come in, come into play, is you know, once again, head injuries are not something you mess with. And if they, you know, he meets with the doctors and says he's still woozy or has headaches, what am I going to say? No, you don't have a headache. I mean, I mean that that's not not something you play with. Now, if this was 20 years ago, you say tough, you know, get out there and go. But you know, that's one of the why is there's issues like there are today. How do you feel like some of the, uh, the younger guys who got playing time last week? How do you feel like they did? Well, it depends on who they are, but I'll cite Damon for one of them. Actually, he in that drive that he was in, he played really well. I mean, he wasn't playing against some bum now, you know. He played physical, and the reason why we considered playing him, it, he was one of those guys that we wanted to consider playing, you know. And the reason why we did that was main, mainly because of how he's looked in practice. If you would have asked me last spring if, if I'd see him playing in a game, I would, I would have given you a lot of odds that he wouldn't be seeing the field even this year. But he's gotten better and better and put himself into the mix. So each guy is, is unique. You know, you know, every position is different. You know, but uh, there are guys that we see getting better and better and better that we think that they can help us. Damon, what's probably been the biggest thing he's improved on since his strength? Well, he was already strength, but he didn't play to his strength. So it's one thing when you have str when you have strength, but then you play like a slug. You know, but when you start when you start figuring it out mentally. Then you play to your strength, where you're out there instead of thinking about plays, you already know what to do, and it'll let you play different. It's no different than with a skilled guy that know uh, a wide a young wide receiver that knows what he's doing, runs a lot faster than when he doesn't know what he's doing, because when he's thinking about it, he doesn't run nearly the same as when he can just turn it and let it loose. That same concept applied to where Jacory Shepard is right now. You see now Jacory. You know, we went back after we made that trade, you know, for draft choices and conditions, you know, and he went over to the defense. He's, he got better and better. And to be honest with you, some of the young guys we've seen, you know, in practice every day, you know, the Greg Allens and the Tevin Shaws and the Tyree Williams, I mean, they're, you know, the Naz Moores, they get better every day too. Okay. But, you know, they're in a position where we'll look, the dividends with those guys will be paid down the line. They're not the dividends aren't be paid now. Now Jacory, on the other hand, he looked the most ready to play. That's why he's playing. And you know, since he's got over there and start and start, you know, he's now he's always around the receiver. Now the next phase is to be making plays on the ball. Is that just an unbelievable throw by Landry Jones? <coughs> real good coverage there. I mean, he's right there. I mean, it'd be one thing if he's getting outrun by five. He wasn't outrun by two yards. I mean, he's right there. But, you know, once again, I think that with experience, with experience, you instead of being there, you're making a play on the ball instead of making a play on the wide receiver. And I think that, I think that he, he has the ability where 
I think we can eventually see him being pr pretty solid at doing that. Just the fact that he's he was right there with a 44-yard throw, you know that's you know that was right on the money. You know, it's good he's there. Now you got to finish it off. With your struggles at the wide receiver position, any uh, you asked this a Tony question? No, I was going to say if you wanted him back, to Corey. No, I think that, I think that right now, you know, right now he's he's pl basically playing our third corner. So when we go to nickel, he's a, he's a, he's a starter right now, you know. So when he goes in there, Patman's been moving inside, and 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 he and he's out there. So really, with as much nickel as you play, you know, he's like a starter now on defense. So no, I'm not I'm not pulling him back. I'm not taking a starter on defense to help out the offense. His his elbow is better. He he played. He you know he he must. What did we give him about 14, 15 carries last week? I mean, you know he touched the ball enough, and we'll we'll try to get him the ball some more this week. He yeah, he no. As a matter of fact, he felt better. So I think he was a little afraid to tell you the truth, you know, because you know I think he was a little afraid of what was going to happen the first time he got hit. So I mean, I know he said to my kid, you know, because he's very close with my son, he said that. Uh, he just needs to go out there and get hit a couple of times. And he didn't say that to me. That's not a conversation he'll have with me. But I think that a lot of times that's what they want to do after they've got banged up some, so they know that everything's okay. He'll be one of those or, 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 you know, you know, he'll be, you know, he'll be one of those guys that in some packages this week, he'll be, he'll be a first guy. You know, here's a, here's a guy who, um, has made made some plays in the pass game, but hasn't been as productive as the other guys in the in the, in the running game. And because we've been a run first team, you know, you better put the best blocker out there first. You know, so that's what we've been doing. Out of the three guys, the guy who blocks the best is Mike. You know, Jamey probably the guy who catches the best. You know, but uh, you know, you, you know, with as much running, I mean, what we run it sixty times and throw it thirty times. I mean, it was some. It was something along those lines. You better put the guy who can block at the point, because if not, you'll be in for a long, hard day. And he just needs to keep working on that. Charlie, it seemed like the, the expectation, at least externally, was with your background on offense and some of the pieces you had on offense, that KU would be a team that maybe would take some lumps on defense, but, but score some points on offense. Would you have expected to be further along offensively than you are? Well, I think the you know I also I explained to you, you know, it, you know, let me make sure I answer this the right way so it doesn't look like an excuse. You have to play complementary football. Okay, when when you're looking at Texas and you're looking at Kansas, you see more good athletes on Texas than Kansas. So to play complementary football, I could probably put us in a position to score more points, but it would have to be more wide open and it wouldn't be heavily running the football, okay? So now you also put yourself out for a lot more turnovers and a lot more bad things that could happen. So I think as you're growing your program, this is my first year here, you say, okay, what's your greatest strength on offense? And right now, clearly, our greatest strength is our running game. I mean, no one would no one would refute that. So one of the things you do is, 
by building by running the football, you build toughness with your team, and you don't put your defense out on the field nearly as much as they would be. So it's part of the growing process. Now, I could go wide open, and we could sling it all over the yard. You know what? We might score 28 and give up 80, you know, but that's not the style of football I don't think anyone from, you know, anyone from Kansas really w wants to see. Starting with starting with yours truly. Do you have to coach them up much this week? Pardon me? Do you have to coach the guys up much this week? Do I have to do what? Coach them up. Experience up after that kind of loss. You mean psychologically? Yeah. I mean we did that that was that was Sunday. That's what we do on Sunday because what happens if you wait till Tuesday to do that? Then they were sitting around for 48 hours sulking. And then you just wasted 48 hours. You know, that's, what's, that's what you have to do on Sunday. Let me tell you something. Saturday nights aren't so easy for, for, for yours truly because I, you know, I have to figure out what my tact is going to be the next day. And it's not just with the players, in case you're wondering. Okay, it's with the coaches. It's with the support staff. It's with everyone else you run into. You have to be, you have to be able well, he sees me about 3.30, 3.30, 3.45 in the afternoon when we have to do a TV show. He'll tell you I'm the same every day. I'm the same every single day. I mean, I never change. It doesn't make a difference if things went well or things didn't go well. But one of, my, one of the things I have to – now, that, I wasn't always like that now. You know, that's something you – you know, you, as you get older and more experienced, you learn how to be more even keel with what you do. And then you also have to figure out, well, how am I going to – how bad is he versus how bad is he? So what am I going to have to do to help him out versus what am I going to do to help him out? But I think that by the time they leave the building on Sunday, they have to be ready to move on. And usually by practicing on Sunday, that really takes care of the majority of the problems. Really, halfway through uh, kind of your first Big 12 season, has your outlook changed on – Things you guys need to do to, to get better in the, in the big picture in the long run. I mean, no, I think I think we know what we have to do. We just, you know, we have to coach the heck out of the guys we have, and we have to go get go get more players. That's really a very simple process. I don't think it's a question of whether or not, with the experience that we have on our coaching staff, I think I have a very quality coaching staff. I think with, I think that you know we know what we have to do with the guys that are here. And we also know that we need to recruit more good players, you know, so that we can put ourselves in a better position to win. That's what we need to do. It's a combination. Recruiting is the lifeline. Okay, development of your own players and, re and recruiting. That's it. It really, you know, it's not a question of whether or not we know what to do X's and O's. I'd love to be able to do what Oklahoma did last week. Let's line up in one front and one coverage and just play it on every down. Okay, sit back there and eat a hot dog and drink a soda. Hey, let's play even double time, cover four stick every single snap. And once in a while, let's play one just for the heck of it, just for, just for the big wrinkle. You could have called the game for them last week. With what they played, you could have called the game. And the thing about it, you knew what they were going to do, and we knew what they were going to do. So we both knew what they were going to do. And they just did it a lot better than we did. So this isn't a question of whether or not we're smart enough to figure out what they're going to do and what to do against it. Sometimes you, know, you better go get some Jimmys and Joes. It might, might help you just a tad.
a difficult balance to strike about being honest where you guys are and also having to tend to a roster of guys that are in the locker room right no, now? No, because you're, you have a responsibility to your own guys to, to develop them as much as you possibly can. Now, some guys will have ceilings. Some guys aren't even close to their ceilings. They're the ones you're counting on. You know, they're, they're, we got some players that you say, hey, they can be really good players. You know, not just okay players. They can be really good. Some players we have are just going to be okay players. That's what they are. You know, that's what I was. I mean, I mean I, you want to know something? I wasn't even okay. You know, I, you know, I would like to, I would like to have been where, where some of these people are. But I know our responsibility to take every one of those guys and try to make them the best they could possibly be. And you even try to push them past that level and then go get more. McKay is not eligible this year, but have you seen enough of them to know what you have there? A big, big, big drastic improvement. I was a little bit concerned in the spring because to me he looked just a little bit like another guy. He looked like another guy. But what happened was he was in the tank about this whole eligibility thing, of which we ended up losing out on. Okay, but now he's, you know, he's, you know, his best buddy is Jay Keeps now. I mean, they're tied at the hip. I mean, and uh, I could understand why there's a rapport there. We might have the best rapport for two guys not playing in the entire country. <laughs> I mean, because they're two really good players, and now you watch them. And, and, you know, I compare some of the starters to the other teams. Uh, I'll say, well, he's a poor man's Justin McKay. You know, so I obviously think that Justin has, has made great progress. But in the spring, I couldn't have said that to you because he just looked to me like he was another guy. And I said, where's this guy, where's this guy that I remember? And I would say that to him often. And that's in maybe a little different vernacular, but I would say that to him often. Looking kind of long term, what does Michael stand to gain from, from these last few games, knowing that you are going to have competition coming in at quarterback? Can he set himself up with the way he plays these last few games to, to be in that mix? Well, I think that, you know, you know, we got a lot of factors into quarterback position, but let's just take Jake as one of them. Okay. You know, Michael sees Jake every Sunday. And it's as, as, as encouraging as it is for me. You know, for those guys right there, they know they have their work cut out if they're going to beat him out. They, they know that. They see it every Sunday. Because every Sunday he's, he and Justin are treated just like everybody else. One day a week. One day a week they get to be like everybody else. And, and they, they see it. So I think the, the more experience he can get, the better off he'll be. You know, because he wants it to be his job. He doesn't want it to be, you know, somebody else's job. He doesn't want it to be Jake's job. He doesn't want it to be Turner's job. He doesn't want it to be those high school kids we got coming in who I can't mention. He doesn't want. He wants it to be his job. But I'll tell you what, on Sundays, you know, he gets to see what he's competing with, and he's got his and he's got his work cut out for him. How important are those Sunday practices for just the player development and morale that? Campo told me on Sunday that, that that he did as much coaching this Sunday that he's done at any practice the entire year. You know, he said, you know, that's that that's a good practice. You know, because we spent a lot of individual time and a lot of group time, 
and not as much team time as we've been, on, been going on Sundays to really work on the things that we're not very good at. They've been, they've been a big help. And going back to the question before, I forget who's, but psychologically, you know, practicing on Sunday kind of gets the, you know, the feeling sorry for yourself out of the way. What is your uh, your history with Mac Brown? It seems like you guys have known each other for a while. When did you guys kind of first meet, and well, how long have you known him? Actually, we've known each other, you know, for for a long time, and you know, I and mean, our wives have met, and she's his wife's a horse person, and my wife's a horse person. Don't ever hook up wives that are horse people, by the way. It's not it's not a good thing. But um, you know, we uh, we've talked about a lot of things over the years, and I'm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'd rather leave the, some of the personal stuff out of it, but uh, I'm a big fan. You, you had uh, a lot of success elsewhere recruiting the wide receiver position. Uh, do you think you can get those type of guys to come to campus? Well, see, we're recruiting two tiers, two different types of players right now. You know, we're recruiting some high school kids and we're recruiting some junior college kids. And you know, I think that you, I think we need to have a blend of both of them. And you're you're looking for different things out of you know out of those players. But I think that between the two of them, I think that I think we can answer the call. And I think that that's going to kind of be the mode of operation at every position. You know, let's get the high school guys that so we could develop and get ready to rock and roll. High school guys with high ceiling that the you know that could end up being as good as anybody, but guys that want to come to Kansas. You know, not that guys, oh, you know, that, well, I have 93 offers. Who cares? Do you want to come to Kansas? Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to be a part of the reason why they, we went from not very good to good? You know, and then with the junior college kids, you say you want to play? You know, you say you want to play, right? Well, if you can't play here, where are you playing? You kid, well, I'm being I'm recruited by Alabama. Yeah? Have you looked at the roster? Have you taken a peek? You you're gonna go? They you're going there to start, right? You know, it, you'd be surprised how quickly you can get them on your side. I mean, you you people laugh when we say that. I mean, but let's think about it. If you're a junior college player, okay, whether you're an offensive player or a defensive player. Okay, and you want to go somewhere where it's a good school with great facilities. Okay, well, you know, everything about the town is wonderful. But the town's just waiting for a team, the team to win in, win in football. You get a chance to be a part of it, and you get coached by, you know, on the offensive side of the ball by a guy who's done it for a long time or defensive side of the goal by who's done it, a guy who's done it even longer. I mean, it really is not that tough a decision if you really think about it. Where everyone says, well, how are they going to get them? Why wouldn't they come here? It almost doesn't make sense to not come. So I'm, I look at it totally different than everyone. Everyone is, oh, God, what's going to happen in recruiting? We're going to go get a bunch of good players. That's going to go happen. That's what that's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen like that every year. That pitch works even better with junior college. It's a different, it's a different conversation. You know, it's a different conversation. One conversation is one, and one conversation is the other. They're not, and it's not a pitch. It's just 
I don't believe in I don't believe in being a salesman. I believe in representing the school in in our program. Here's where we are. Here's where you are. Okay. Does that fit? Because if it doesn't fit, don't come. Certain, I guess, group of positions you're really targeting this year? Every. You could throw out, you could throw out quarterback. Okay. Tell me, tell me who the best player is at a position we're interested. <laughs> I think that we would take, we would take possibly one running back, possibly one. But when you return the whole, when you return everybody. At your best position, it's not really a position of need. We have bigger needs. How about a kicker? Let me start there. Well, first of all, we still have to go win a conference game. Okay, that would lift my spirits in case you're wondering. And then the other thing that I really think that it would be important for us is to go beat somebody on the road. I don't know if we're going to do either one of those things the way we played last week. But I know one thing, they're going to play hard. They're going to play hard for 60 minutes for five games, even if things go bad. Okay, they're going to play hard. Okay, we just have to play better, and we have to coach better. And we have to develop our players, and they have to, they have to develop. And at the end of the year, they got to be better than they are right now. They have to be better football players than they are right now. They can't be stagnant. Coach, any, any thoughts on changing directions on your here about Brady Quinn, this new role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my problem there, you know, he's probably one of the, the, my favorite people that I've ever met in my entire life, Brady Quinn. But unfortunately, so is Matt Castle. So, you know, in my case right there, what's good for one, bad for the other. So I'm in a win-win, lose-lose situation in that one. I'm really happy for Brady. I hope he plays great. I'm really sad for Matt, and I wish he were playing. I mean, it, it, what, what can I say? I can't win on that one. But I know one thing. I will support whichever one of those guys is playing and root like heck you know, for, the, for them to play great and for the Chiefs to win.